It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Terrence Ross has made his debut with the Phoenix Suns, and that just feels all kinds of weird. Why Terrence Ross is so meaningful to the Magic, to Magic fans, and to everyone associated with this franchise, and what the Magic do with their new free agent. And Goga Patadze, plus a preview of tonight's Rising Stars game, it's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 17th, 2023. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore O-N-D. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to clean up some free agent news that, that's been going on. We will hit free agency in a little more detail later on, uh, early next week. Um, but we're going to chat about Terrence Ross and his departure from the Orlando Magic, what he means to Orlando, and what, more importantly, he means to Magic fans and what Orlando means to him. We'll get to all that coming up here. Plus, we'll preview Gogo Patadze, what the Magic are getting in their new center signing, and then a preview of tonight's Rising Stars Challenge as Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner stepped into the national spotlight at last. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. It was inevitable that the Orlando Magic and Terrence Ross were going to part ways. Um, the writing was on the wall in the summer uh, when Ross made it fairly public that that he had asked the Magic to help him find a winning situation and to and to kind of move on. And and, and even then, it, it, it was no hard feelings. Fans understood. The team understood. Ross understood. And... and, and to Ross's credit, and I don't think we expected anything different from Terrence Ross, when a deal never materialized, he still was a great veteran and a great leader and a great person to have in the Magic's locker room. When his number was called upon, he delivered for this team time and time again. There, there are, there are, if there are any Magic fans that feel wronged by Terrence Ross, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say to you. Ross was everything this Magic franchise could have asked for from a veteran, and for the last seven years, pretty much everything this team could want. I, I, I you know, it, it's, it's weird and, and interesting to always think about why some players connect with a fan base deeper than others. Obviously, stars are stars. 
the, the face of the franchise, the guy that's going to get you to come out to games, the guys that's going to win you games. Those guys are their own category. Then you have hustle guys, energy guys, fans just appreciate them for all they are. I mean, I think I think people outside of Orlando don't understand the affinity this, this that the fans of this team have for Daryl Armstrong, and at least until he was the head coach, Scott Skiles as well. Those guys, those guys ingrain themselves. But I think Ross hit this fan base and and endeared himself to this fan base for for a very different reason. Yes, there were the game-winning shots, the big threes, the big moments that Ross provided this team, especially during that 2019 run when he legitimately could have been the sixth man of the year and helped lead the Magic to a 22-9 record and eventually to the playoffs with a 42-40 record. The Magic's only winning season in the last decade. Yes, that... Helped a lot. He played and provided this team and this franchise with some incredible moments. Ross was the big shot taker, the big shot maker. He flipped games on their heads in fourth quarters throughout uh, throughout that playoff series and throughout that playoff run and throughout his seven years in Orlando. He was nicknamed the Human Torch for a reason because he could flame on very, very quickly. But honestly, as I was thinking and trying to, to, to formulate a way to describe Ross's legacy in Orlando, I kept going back to the first moment at Terrence Ross, and I think the first moment that, that Magic fans largely met Terrence Ross. The Magic had, just, had completed a trade the day before. Serge Ibaka to the Raptors for Terrence Ross and a, few, and a first round pick in the upcoming uh, draft. They, they end up trading that to Philadelphia. I'm just Pesachniks fans, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, Ross, the Magic played the Spurs that, that Friday after the trade deadline. And we get to the locker room. I was covering the team full time then. We get to the locker room. And in the locker, locker room is Terrence Ross. Full jersey on, ready to go. Ready to embrace the opportunity. Ready to get things started. With just one game before the All-Star break. He didn't get to play that game. Serge Ibaka took the full 48 hours to report to Toronto. Trade didn't clear all the way through. Um, so Ross had to sit and watch that game from the bench. But I think, uh, again, as, as I sat and thought about it more, and, and thought at the time, but... To me, it just became an example of how much Ross embraced this opportunity. Obviously, he'd fallen out of the starting lineup in Toronto. They'd evolved into a contending team. They needed that big man. The trade made sense. We all predicted that that would be the Serge Ibaka trade for weeks. We understood, like, just kind of in the same way a lot of people predicted the Mo Bamba trade for Pat Beverly, and we were like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but... The framework was very clearly there. The needs were very clearly there. But Ross came to Orlando to embrace this opportunity. Ross came to Orlando ready to work, ready to give this a try. And through injuries that first that end of the first year and certainly into that second year, Ross, I think, played only 24 games in the 2018 season, 2018 season Ross had to redefine and carve his role out on the court. But what I think made Ross special is the same reason why Toronto fans still love him. 
He is supremely relatable. He is easy to get along with. He's easy to like. He, he has interests like you and me. But more than that, he just embraced everything about Orlando. He embraced the fans. He embraced the city. And honestly, for Orlando, which, you know, I, I, I have my theories on the sociology of being an Orlando resident, and, and one of them is Orlando wants to be seen. We're not Miami. We're not Tampa. We don't have an NFL team. We're, we're a, a very young city, both in the age of the population, but also the age of the city itself. The Magic are just 34 years old now. Um, they, they haven't, ha- you know, they've had a lot happen in this city, and, and I think the Magic are an essential part of the story and history of Orlando as a growing city. But we want, you know, a lot of our history is also rejection by these star players, by these star athletes, being put down as the stepchild of Florida. And so whenever a player embraces Orlando, whenever a player embraces the opportunities in the city, those are the guys that stick with us. Those are the guys we love. And Terrence Ross absolutely embraced it. The same way Nikola Vucevic did. You know, Nikola Vucevic is beloved in this city, and he should be. And, and, and between Ross and Vucevic, it's for much the same reason. They came here needing an opportunity, needing a reset, needing a restart, and they took advantage of it on the court. But we watched them grow up off of it. You know, Ross has, you know, has a family that will live in Orlando. Nikola Vucevic, certainly. We saw him grow up and, and celebrated his celebrated everything in his life the same way we celebrate everything in Ross's life. This is the connection that Ross gave to, gave to Orlando and the connection Ross had to Orlando. And I don't mean to presume to speak for him. You could watch his uh, goodbye video on his Twitter page. It says a lot. Obviously, there are professional goals and, and no one will fault Ross for wanting to accomplish his professional goals, for wanting to compete for a championship. If anything, Magic fans want it for him. We are all big Phoenix Suns fans right now because we want his success. And it was fun watching him play uh, last night against the LA Clippers on TNT, just like it was kind of fun watching Mobamba get some ESPN shine. Um, although, Dennis Scott, we got to talk, my man. You know, Yeah, the Magic aren't a great team, but, but we're not out of the playing chase, my man. Um, Ross was a special one. A, a, a forever fan favorite. Honestly, a likely Magic Hall of Famer. And someone that will always have a home in Orlando. Not just physically, <laughs> but emotionally too. And someone that Magic fans will always, always go to bat for. We're going to talk a little bit about one of the guys the Magic added to replace one of the outgoing players. We'll get to Gogo Batadze and what to expect from him when he suits up for the Magic for the first time. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, it's time for Nissan's Most Electric Player of the Week. It's brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Our Player of the Week is none other than Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz with a near triple-double 
and the Magic's win over the Chicago Bulls just following an assist short, and he knew it after the game and was a little regretful for that. Uh, and then putting in another strong effort in the loss to the Toronto Raptors. The numbers don't quite show it with Markel Fultz, but Markel Fultz makes this team go. He understands when to push the pace. He understands when to attack, when to get to the basket, and he is showing so much more confidence off the dribble and with the shot. And of course, we can't get going without his electric, brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful dunk against the Toronto Raptors. Dunk against the Chicago Bulls. This guy is raw power. Raw power. But also a lot of finesse too. And that's honestly what you're going to get with the Nissan Aria. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV, just like watching Marco Fultz. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We have been busy doing some other stuff as we get ready for the All-Star break, but I wanted to make sure we, we we roll back and talk a little bit about the news that came down, I believe it was on Monday. Uh, the Orlando Magic have signed Goga Batadze uh, to a what is reported to be a two-year contract with team option on the second year. This was uh, a, an expected move uh, with the Magic trading Mo Bamba. They only had two centers available in Wendell Carter and Mo Wagner. Uh, so, you know, my, my big concern with trading Mobamba, and, and I'm not against the move by any means, but my big concern in trading Mobamba was that the Magic were losing their center depth. They were losing, uh, they you know, they were losing some insurance in case Wendell Carter has to miss a game. And obviously, Wendell Carter is still dealing with the plantar fascia strain. It's still clearly bugging him. It's still, still clearly slowing him up a little bit. I'm really hoping this All-Star break will get him off his feet, allow him to kind of rest and, and recover a little bit. Um, you know, but it's it's not going to get better offseason. Um, essentially, what Carter said is that it's it's really about managing pain. He can't make the he's not making the injury worse, um, but it's just painful. And if you don't know where your plantar fascia is, it's the muscle directly on the bottom of your foot. It is it is really painful if if you if you're dealing with plantar fascia issues. Um, so you don't want to rely on mo- you don't want to you need you need three centers just like you need three point guards. It feels like. Um, it, it's it, the Magic needed to use one of those empty roster spots on a center, even if it was just a two-way guy. The Magic needed to find a center, and, and honestly, I think they found a pretty good option here. Um, 
Look, Gogo Batadze doesn't have a lot of tape on him. Uh, that's kind of the problem here uh, with Gogo with Gogo Batadze. He just hasn't gotten a, a real opportunity in the league, and, and his opportunities with the Pacers over the last four years have been really few and far between. He's played only 21 games this year, uh, averaging. Let me pull up pull up his stats here. Sorry, excuse me. He's only played 21 games this year, averaging 3.3 points per game, 2.1 rebounds per game, 9.6 minutes per game. So not enough time to really uh, really establish or understand who he is. He's only played nine games this year, more than 10 minutes in a, in a single game. Like that's that, that to me is the crazy part. He's just simply not played enough. His season best game, he scored 14 points, grabbed 15 rebounds, four assists, went over the Detroit Pistons back in October. So, you know, he is more than capable of putting up numbers. But look, his his role, and, and, and if you look a little bit deeper into to the numbers that we do have, his role is not to score. You're not dumping the ball into him to post up. He's going to work the offensive glass. He's going to set screens. That's his role. That's his job. He's there to be a big body, and, and he's fairly big. Um, he's there to be a big body and, and, and to be someone that can get in the way. Last season was probably his 7 points per game, 3.5 rebounds per game, and 14.6 minutes per game. Played 50 games, got 16 starts. Averaged 13.1 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game in his 16 starts. Played about 25 minutes per game in those starts. All the advanced numbers from our friends at Basketball Index say good screener. Like, even in his limited minutes, it carries over from season to season. Good at defending shots at the rim, although I would not call him a shot blocker. Good at setting screens. Just doing all the kind of little grimy, dirty work that, that that teams need him to do. But that's that's what he's been asked to do. Again, the sample size is really small. Um, so it's hard to draw conclusions. It's hard to say a whole lot about him. Certainly, he's been doing some of it in garbage minutes um, at the end of games. Um, you know, certainly he's been coming off the bench. Uh, but there has to be a reason why he's not beating Isaiah Jackson for those backup center roles, center minutes. There has to be, there has to be a reason why he was essentially cut to make room for all the for the trades that the Indiana Pacers made uh, at the deadline uh, and, and the rosters that they accepted. They clearly clearly did not feel like they needed him at this point. Um, so with Batadze then, that's kind of the, the, the tension, or, or, or not tension, but that's the real question. And, and honestly, like it's kind of the same deal. The first time we all heard of Goga Batadze, it was the it was at the NBA draft when everyone went to Zion Williamson's table and Batadze was sitting alone with no reporters near him next to next to Williamson. That's kind of the lasting image of Batadze. And honestly, like that just you know, not to that extent, but that feels like a metaphor for Batadze's career so far. He just hasn't been able to step into the limelight. Um, some of it is he hasn't been given the opportunity. Some of it is he's been okay in the opportunities he's gotten, but hasn't fully stepped forward. And, and of course, the answer, the question's always why. Why hasn't he gotten that opportunity? Why you know his numbers look fine. Why hasn't he gotten that big step? And and you know some of it just might be he needs a new environment. He needs a new atmosphere. He needs a new system to work through. And maybe the Magic can give that to him. The Magic have done really well reclaiming some of these first round picks. And Patanzi was the 19th overall pick. To, to that extent, too, I went back and looked at my draft prep from 2019. I did not write anything about Batadze. I did not have Batadze on my board. Um, I did write about him very, very briefly. But, of course, the Magic had Nikola Vucevic in, in the 2019 draft. They had Mobamba in his second year, so didn't feel very— and they had Ken Birch. 
Didn't feel likely they were going to draft a center. That's probably why I ignored him. Uh, but, but you know, again, that speaks to it where there's just not a lot on him. There's not a lot to not a lot to say about him, and thus I'm filling a 10 minute segment about him. It's unlikely that Batadze is going to get a significant opportunity in Orlando. Um, look, there's going to be practice for him to prove himself, for him to make his mark, for him to try and earn an opportunity. There could be injuries down the line. Um, but the, the point for Batadze is when that opportunity comes, it needs to be his moment. It needs to be his opportunity. It needs to be his chance to take it. I think Orlando, with how they like to use their centers at the top of the key, that could be a chance for him to expand his shooting. He's He was a decent shooter, at least in the draft process. Um, it's a good chance for him to be a great screener and be a dribble handoff guy. Um, he's not a shot blocker, but he is a solid interior defender. There is a lot that he can still accomplish, but the opportunities are still going to be sparse. The opportunities are still going to be fairly rare for him. Uh, and that's going to be, that's going to be part of the question for Batadze here. Um, that's going to be part of, of what we look at and, and, and whether Batadze is able to find success. At the end of the day, you can't do much unless you get opportunity. And that's been the part that's been missing for Batadze. The opportunities just haven't been there. They may come. It may come. You never know what's going to happen. You know, Wendell's dealing with an injury. And, and as I tell everyone, like, you got to count on Wendell missing 15 to 20 games. He's missed about 20 so far. That You know, his career high in games is 62. If he plays every game the rest of the season, he'll hit 62 again. Um, it's this is a good signing. I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't for what it is. It is a minimum. It is a minimum end of the bench signing. But Batadze is a talented player who needs opportunity and 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 again hasn't gotten it at the NBA level yet. We're going to chat real fast. Preview tonight's Rising Stars game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first. A quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, then you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then you gotta gotta try Built Bar. It's plain and simple. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. You think you're eating a, a candy bar, actually. That's that's what's so cool. What makes these Built Bars so good? Well. For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, so that's that's good. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm still not really sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. You don't get that from your typical candy bar. Now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com, which of course you can still do, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Try them out today at built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is All-Star Weekend. I apologize for getting this out late on a Friday. I wanted to get those early stu- that early stuff in. We will be back uh, on... Uh, I'm going to try doing a quick episode, I think, on Friday uh, as well as Saturday to recap the Magic's goings-on at All-Star Weekend. Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, of course, in tonight's Rising Stars game. Paolo Bancaro will compete in Saturday's uh, skills competition. We'll recap the whole weekend and everything again on an episode Monday or early in the week. Uh, early in the week next for the rest of the season. Like I said, we're going to dive into some free agents on Tuesday now that now that the summer is beginning to crystallize a little bit too. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of preview that a, a bit as we get to get through the All-Star break and back into the run of the season. But tonight is a big night for the Orlando Magic. It is a night we have all been waiting for because uh, unfortunately the Rising Stars game is the only opportunity the Magic have to be in the national spotlight. And, and look... That's what the Rising Stars game is for, is the teams that, you know, it's it's the way to get teams represented uh, in at All-Star Weekend that aren't part of the larger national story. Now, I would argue, and I still think this is really important, the NBA needs to make sure that every team is represented at All-Star Weekend. Uh, I, I, I am especially upset for Charlotte Hornets fans. You get the, you get the weekend off, but every, this is my tangent. This is my small market rant. I really do believe the NBA needs to do a better job making sure every team gets its shine and gets its opportunity. I, I personally, I still think every team should be guaranteed one home national television game. Um, they should make it a point to feature these games. And, you know, these games are big. When when the Magic, I remember the first year after Tracy McGrady left, when the Magic Coast gets for a TNT game, it felt like a playoff game. And yes, it was because T-Mac was back, but how charged the atmosphere was. National TV games matter to young teams, and, and, and I think it's good for a showcase uh, for for these young teams. So I was a little upset last week when Boston faced Charlotte uh, in an ESPN game uh, when the Magic had a really nice game on a Friday night, I think. To, or no, they didn't. They had a Saturday night game that, that week. But but like I was just like, why is Charlotte getting a home national TV game and not Orlando at this point? But they should have that game. Uh, tangent over. Um, but tonight is the Magic's chance to be in the spotlight. Everyone knows Paolo Bancaro's rookie of the year. Like, that's... That's that's pretty much decided. Sorry, Ben Matherin. Sorry, Walker Kessler. Paolo Bancaro's your rookie of the year. But I don't think a lot of... But like national TV, you know, yes, they're basketball nerds saying how great Paolo is and how great the Magic are. But the Magic are still a very nondescript franchise. No one knows what's coming. No one knows what this team is becoming and who this team is. And so this weekend, the Magic stars get a chance to shine. They might get a chance to shine against each other, but Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro need to be the stars of tonight's game. Jalen Green's out. You know, Evan Mobley's still there, and, and Franz and Evan Mobley, I believe, are teaming up, which is going to be really fun and interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing that pick-and-roll action go. Um, obviously, they got to play Scoot Henderson. Well, one of them's going to play Scoot Henderson. That's going to be a, you know, a very much like put your foot down, make sure the Rook knows what he's getting himself into. Uh, but... 
this is the Magic's chance to be on the big stage. Will be the featured players on their Rising Stars teams. This isn't Cole Anthony hijacking the game. This isn't Cole Anthony, you know, God love Cole Anthony or Jalen Suggs trying to push push themselves into the game. Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner were the top two picks in the Rising Stars draft. They are legitimately the best players on their team. They are perimeter players who can create for themselves. They, If they want to have big games in this all-star setting, they will have big games in this all-star setting. The Rising Stars game is largely unimportant. Um, I really like what the NBA has done, creating these four teams, playing these mini-games. It increases the competition, makes it less of a dunk show, uh, at least later on, once, once the game gets a little more serious. The Rising Stars game was the most boring game of the year, with just players jacking up three. Uh, but... I really liked what the game was last year. I think it increased the competition. And really, to me, the Rising Stars game is where you get your preview of who the All-Stars are. When the NBA All-Star game was here in 2012, Kyrie Irving had a crazy Rising Stars game. And that was like his announcement to the rest of the NBA is like, I am here. Kevin Durant, I believe, and Kevin Durant's, uh, I think, 2009... Kevin Durant had a crazy good Rising Stars game. And that was when you knew, oh, this is a future all-star. This is a guy that's going to run the league for, for a little bit. This is a big national stage. This is a big spotlight. And as silly and as stupid as this Rising Stars game is, this is where stars announce themselves. Paolo Bancaro can be a star. He, you know, he, he's played in all-star games before. He scored 50 at the crossover. He, he, he can put up points when he wants to really have the desire to do that, you know, considering how tired he seems to be and all that. Who knows? Same deal with Franz Wagner. But this is a chance for the Magic to announce themselves in a very major way. And I'm excited to see what they're able to do and enjoy the evening because tonight's the Magic's evening to have a lot of success and a lot of fun. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Be sure to check out yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic. I spoke with uh, I spoke with co-Orlando Magic site expert Luke Duffy. We kind of recapped where the Magic are at the All-Star break what they've accomplished this season, what that out in our archives uh, on YouTube. Local daily results that you need on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, that's on the Locked On Game to Game, covers every game from across the NBA with local knowledge that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prosperneich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.